Hello and welcome to From Fear to Fire, secrets to overcome fear, embrace your gifts, and achieve success. This is the place where real people share real challenges and where you can find a common bond and uncommon wisdom through their journeys to help you move from fear to fire. I am your host, Heather Hansen O'Neill, and our quote today is by Coco Chanel. Don't spend time beating on a wall hoping to transform Form it into a door. Now we have a fabulous guest for you today. Um, Kyrie Var is an executive leader known as the Time Bender at Kelly Roach International, the world-leading online business incubator for seven and eight-figure CEOs. As a martial artist fanatic, former MBA lecturer, and former director of project management consulting in a Canadian firm specializing in mega projects, she brings decades of business and life principles, strategic strategic expertise, and actionable tools that help her clients bring their vision to life in record time. Okay, now I'm seeing the time bender, I think, but we're going to find out more about that. Kyrie, how are you? I am great, Heather. Very excited to be here. Anything around fear and overcoming it and getting to the other side of it is my jam. It literally saved my life, so I cannot be more excited. Okay, well, now that you've planted that seed, we are definitely diving into it, saving your life. That's fantastic. Before we dive into that, is there anything, I know I did a shortened bio for you, is there anything that you'd like to share with our folks about how you got to where you are today before we jump into some of that cool stuff? Yes, absolutely. I think what may, what may, what makes life interesting for me and what helps me get such a different perspective on anything is the fact that the hardest question anyone can ask me is where's home. Mm -hmm. I'm from all over the place. I was born in the Middle East from West African parents, went to school in Europe, and now I live in North America. And in my background in martial arts, I've been doing martial arts since I was seven. My grandmaster is from Vietnam. So when you combine all of this, you realize that the world has so many different perspectives on anything. There is no one truth. And that I think is what helps me a lot when coaching clients in the entrepreneurial world, but also when it comes to everything mindset, there are so many different perspectives on anything. What a gift. I mean, and when you first started saying that about, you know, that it's challenging to figure out what's home, I'm thinking, oh yeah, I could see that living all over. But now I'm seeing it as a complete positive in being able to, you know, understand or at least take the time to try to understand other perspectives. I think we can all learn a valuable lesson there. That's wonderful. So, you know, let's just dive into how you started this. I have to ask, so how did figuring out how to overcome fear or work with fear help save your life? I think I was born, I'm the eldest. I have younger brothers. I was born from, as I said, West African parents. There's a whole culture around being a good person and being a good girl, especially if you're the eldest because everyone's looking up to you. And so I always had this image that I ha- that I built over time until probably I was 20, 30 years old of always staying within the box. But I knew that internally the box didn't work. My mind always was way beyond it. But ever since I was a kid, I was told, I was told not to ask so many questions. I ask weird 
questions, etc. And it took until 2014, I just started developing this really weird illness. Had no idea what it was, but it started around the liver area. I started having this rash that over a few weeks just spread all, all over my body. It was the fastest, weirdest, most painful thing I've ever I had ever experienced. And no one knew what it was. So I tried all types of cures. I traveled for three and a half years. No one knew what it was. For three and a half years, I barely slept because of the pain. For three and a half years, I could barely take care of my child who was three, you know, three to seven at that time. So he ended up taking care of me, him and my husband. It was just a really, really, really difficult time. Like very simple things like walking, doing the dishes, taking a shower were extremely excruciatingly painful. And it took one sentence from my grandmaster one day, I remember, because I was still practicing Kung Fu. Kung Fu was like the one thing that I was holding on, although it was painful, Mm -hmm. but I was holding on just for my mental health. Mm -hmm. right? This is the thing that I want to do until my last day on earth. So one day I was in his office and he specialized in Chinese medicine. And he said to me, you know, you're sick because you're angry. Ah. And I was like, well, excuse me, what do you mean? I'm angry. I'm the most, you know, I'm always smiling. I'm always happy. And he said, no, you're angry. That's, that is why you're sick. You need to figure that piece out. And that started 2017 for approximately 18 months. I had to go and uncover all of the anger and all of the resentment from years and years and years of conditioning and beliefs and things that just did not align with me and created a lot of fears mm-hmm. without me realizing it when what I wanted to do was so much bigger. And so there was this conflict and my body did not like it. So I almost, the person who healed me said, told me that I, three weeks later, I probably would have been gone. <laughs> I should not be here anymore, but uh, I am here and I know that that what healed me when I stopped all medication was doing the internal work to let go of those beliefs and the fears. And that's why I'm here today doing this Mm. amazing stuff that I'm doing. What a powerful story. I mean, I really, I know how the, that internal programming, how our mindset can impact our bodies and how our body impacts our mind and, and the cyclical nature of that. Um, And, you know, I, I just know that based on the work that I've done. However, even knowing it, I still fall back into those same habits, those same patterns, those same, you know, we, we, we try to let go of something and we take a couple of steps forward and then something creeps up and you take a step back. So if anyone else out there um, can, you know, kind of align with what I'm saying and has that struggle with knowing it in your mind, do you have a tip for them on how they can come back a little bit faster to releasing some of those negative, unhelpful and harmful emotions? Absolutely. And I think the key is just the last word that you just used. It's the emotions. That is my guiding star now. And I can literally whenever someone asks me now, when was the last time you were angry or, you know, with a negative emotion, I could literally remember it to the day because I pay so much attention. So I would say, use your emotion, be very aware about how you feel and learn how to feel good. That was a whole learning experience for me. What does it feel like in my body to feel amazing? 
for a period of time, I did what Robin Sharma uh, gave a, as a as a tool, which is his two hour uh, his two massage protocol. Mm-hmm. I was like, he's crazy, but I'm gonna try and go to the spa twice a week for a period and see how I feel. And it reconnected me to how to feeling amazing. And then from then on, just paying attention when I'm starting to feel this negative energy, I know for a fact that this is just something that's not aligned. It's data. It's not aligned with where I'm going, who I am. And so go back to just clearing that and letting go of it. So your emotions are your best guiding tool. So get really quiet and start to listen to your emotions. And I think this is fantastic. I appreciate that. So in your experience coaching thousands, what differentiates the people who succeed versus those who struggle? And and I'm going to leave success as whatever their version of success is. Exactly. And I would say the number one thing is being very clear about what they want. When I coach people who are not having the success that they want, a lot of times when I start probing and asking questions about what it is that they want, it is so vague Mm -hmm. or it is not theirs. Mm -hmm. And so they have a very hard time bringing it to fruition. And what I tell them is that you're already great at manifesting all of the stuff that you're telling me that you're afraid of and that you don't like you're constantly seeing them because that's what is loudest in your mind at all times. The people that I work with who are extremely successful or who went from, you know, a hundred thousand a year to a million or multi-million within a year or two, it is because that end result, what they're trying to build and why they're doing it is so, so loud and so crisp and clear in their mind. Mm. So I would say that that is the very first thing, because when that is clear, You can then use your main resources like yourself, your mental energy, your emotions, your time, your money Mm -hmm. in one single direction versus having everything spread in different directions. And there's no force or no power to any of those directions. So what I would say is, and a lot of times people will tell me, yeah, but I know I want to travel a lot and I want to make money. That is not enough. Everyone wants that. But if you want to travel, do you want to do like me and live on three continents every single year? Or do you just want something where you can travel twice a year with your children? You have to make that very, very clear so that you can align everything else in your life in that direction. That's where you see power and really rapid manifestation. Mm. We could stop right here because I think that is so valuable for people to take away. It's that clarity um, and being able, when you're super clear about what you want, it's so easy to ask the question when you're making a decision, will this get me closer to what I know I want? Right. And it's just, it's there. Everything is so much clearer, so much easier. I love that. That's fantastic. Let's talk about possibilities. What do you think is possible for people? I think so. Okay. I have, I created this concept that, well, maybe someone else has coined it before, but I feel like everyone lives in what I call a possibility container. Okay. Before being sick, I was in a possibility container that looked more like a shack. Okay. It was, it was very tiny. It was not very comfortable, but that's all I knew. And so everything I did and every decision I made was within the confinement of that small container, Mm. getting over my, a lot of my beliefs. And I'm telling you some of them, like I, I literally sat down, I had to question everything for two weeks. I had no idea who I was. I remember that period, but <laughs> getting and shattering all of those 
limits gets you to create what some other people, sometimes you look at people, I look at people like Elon Musk or people like Oprah, and I'm like, these people live in like huge mansions of possibilities. There is the West Isle and the East Isle, it's, the, it's huge, right? And we get to construct that container. Whatever we feel we're able to do, whatever we are ready to do is possible. So when people ask me, do you think that anything is possible? My answer is always yes, as long as it is in your possibility container, as, you, as long as you've created a possibility container that is big enough for that. So when it comes to possibility, yes, everything is possible. For some people, they create it from when they're young to where it's really, really large. When we're kids, it's huge. But over time, based on what people tell us, we shrink it and we shrink it and we shrink it and we shrink it to the minimum that we feel is bearable. Yeah. That is how typically we live. You know, I love the, um, the visual that you're giving us for this. So let's say that someone isn't young anymore, uh, you know, mm-hmm. we'll leave it up to whoever's listening to decide what age they feel, but let's say they have put themselves into a shack-like container of possibility, but they love what you're saying what would you recommend to have them rebuild? Yes, I would say the best tool for this is to go and try doing new things. Mm -hmm. Get out of what you think is normal, what you think is natural, what you think is comfortable and start doing things you've never done before that will get you to meet new people, that will get you to discover skills about yourself that you never knew you had that will have you have different conversations that you've ever had, that is going to start opening up that, uh, that container for you. And it can be food you've never tasted. I make it a point on a, you know, on a weekly basis, do something you've never done. Talk to somebody you've never talked to, right? And that will definitely create new perspectives for you and give you a little bit more courage to try new things and to be a little bit more uncomfortable. Uh, I, Absolutely love this. Speaking my language. So for those of you who are listening, it may, it can start out small, right? So if it's, if it's uncomfortable for you or something new for you, it could be just having one new conversation today, or it could be, you know, if you happen to be someone who drives somewhere for work, then trying a different way to get there. So yeah. easy, but what will happen, and I don't know if you have noticed this as well, Kyrie, is that what happens is that as, the more you do it, you, the more you'll be, you'll be breaking down those walls, you'll be building new additions and you'll be able to do new and, and bigger things that, yeah, I just think this is wonderful. So you agree as well? I totally agree. And again, something else that I see in people who are very successful at what they do, and it doesn't matter whether they're athletes or musicians or business people, et cetera, it doesn't matter, is that they're really good at taking risks with less fear. And the only reason they do that is because they've tried so many things that the failure doesn't matter for them because they know they're going to get back up and try again and do something else. So you getting to start slowly and doing different things that you've done so far gets you in that mindset. And it also gets you to see perspective that you haven't seen before. And in some cases, start understanding maybe people who did something to you in the past that actually created those barriers and those limits. 
it just expands our understanding and our perspective. Mm. This is so good. I have to ask about the time bender thing though, right? Oh. So you've got this, this, you're, you're known as, right? The time bender. Talk to us about that. What does it mean? What it means, it's, I think it's that record time thing. Uh, I remember when I watched, I don't know if anyone listening here might have watched that cartoon. I watched it with my children, the Avatar, the last airbender. Mm -hmm. So you have airbenders and firebenders and all of that. And I remember sitting there one day and wondering, I wonder what my superpower would be if, you know, and I was like, Ooh, time better. No one has that one. Mm -hmm. And it's, my background is in project management. It was all about getting projects within time, budget and scope. Right. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I have been adamant about since I was a kid was I want to have the most amazing experiences. And it doesn't matter what age I am at. It doesn't matter all of the, the other constraints that I see people talking about all the time. My friends, I mean, we, I'm 40 this year. My friends constantly ask me, how do you do all the things you do? And how do you still do Kung Fu and practice and teach and travel and do your career? And it is because I don't do many, many things, but I do a very few things that are very important to me mm-hmm. consistently and in a very focused manner. So it goes back to what we talked about earlier about being fo- focused, having a very clear vision of what your end goal is. Mm-hmm. When you see people going from where they're at to where they want to be extremely fast and you're like, oh my God, I can't believe how did they do this? They have the same 24 hours that you do. But why does it seem like things are coming to them faster? It is because of the power of focus. It is because they know where they're going and they're putting all of their resources in that direction. So by with the the concept of time bending, it's the idea of knowing where you are, putting all of your learning, how to put all of your resources to work, because we we don't learn that when we're kids, we learn to be in all different directions. Mm -hmm. And learning to think about time differently. I, ne- I don't really care about calendar years. I know everyone at the beginning of the year is like resolutions for the year. I haven't cared about what year we're in since 2015 <laughs> because of martial arts. I live in these 90 day sprints. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Makes sense. So it's 90 day sprints. You have this big vision and within nine, the every 90 days, I'm working on a specific skill or a specific outcome that is going to get me something that takes me closer to my vision. Mm. You do that for 90 days, four times a year. At the end of the year, you've done four times more than more people than most people. You know, I I think that there are a couple of things that stand out here. One is that, first of all, as a superpower, I think you've chosen a great one, time bending, because time is our most precious resource. Um, But I also really like that tip that you're giving people about breaking it down into 90 day increments, because A, it's something we can wrap our heads around, we can be very clear about, we can do anything for short periods of time, right? But also um, in today's world, with how much things change, how rapidly things change, it enables you to be able to track and tweak and, and, and adapt much better instead of being, you know, waiting to look at where am I, what have I accomplished after a year or two or five, being able to do that in 90, 90 day increments is huge. I love, love, love that. That's fantastic. Um, and I know that that will help with 
helping people to achieve the, the results that they desire. I think that would be very, very effective. Let's talk about beliefs for a moment. Do you have a set of core beliefs that guide you? Oh, yeah. And they're newer because the beliefs that I had before 2017, definitely not the best. Well, I won't say that. Some of them definitely served me. But one of the key things that the key beliefs that I installed five years ago was the belief that everything is actually working out in my favor. That is has become the number one thing. It makes it so easy to just detach from anything that's happened that seems to be happening out there. It is the idea that everything that's happening, even if I don't understand it right away, always turns out to be the most positive, maybe a minute from now, maybe 10 years from now, and it's all working in my favor. That's the number one, um, the number one thing basically that makes everything easier for me. And then of course I've developed a lot of other beliefs. And basically what I do is anytime I'm working in my 90 day, and I know that this is, for example, one of my 90 day uh, um, uh, skills that I worked on a couple of years ago was being okay on camera. This like this three years ago was a big no, no. Oh, you wouldn't know it. That's for sure. (laughs) Oh, no, no. I was so introverted that when I met someone on the street that I knew I would change sides, not to have to speak with them. Like that's how bad I was, but being able to know what skill I'm working on for the next 90 days, anything that creeps up as a deterrent or something that I'm afraid of, I work on installing an opposite belief, basically. Mm. And rehearsing that over and over and over and over for that period of 90 days. So if I can give a tip for people, when you break down your your vision into these 90 day increments, there's going to be stuff that comes up. Crap always comes up. Yeah. And so those that what the stuff that comes up are the beliefs that you currently hold that are actually blocking you. So flipping them and creating something else to replace them actually gets you to the other side much faster. And I like, I I mentioned this to some of my clients as well. Sometimes if we're not sure, if we're releasing an old belief that isn't serving us anymore, it's creating space. So we have to um, insert something else, a new belief to to create that, you know, to fill that space. And people are like, well, what do I pick? So when you said, just pick the opposite, if that one is not working for you, start out with the opposite and see how that one feels, right? And then you can use it as needed. And the element of choice I believe it's so important. We get to choose these beliefs that guide us. And um, I love that you're bringing that up as well. Kyrie, I'm sure that people are going to want to learn more about you. Um, if you have additional resources, can you share with them how they can find you or anything else you'd like? Absolutely. I think if you want to hear any more about anything mindset, especially for, I do it, especially for business owners, but I have my own podcast called the mastery matrix. Mm. You can find it on iTunes and everywhere where you listen to podcasts, but I would start there. Listen to the mastery matrix uh, podcast. I'm there every single week talking about the mindset piece of gaining mastery in whatever you're trying to build. And on social media, I am still the only person named Kyrie Var. So you can find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, <laughs> or Instagram under that uh, under that name. 
Fantastic. And for those of you who are listening, we'll put some links into the show notes so that you can go directly to check out the podcast or to connect with Kyrie. So it's time. I knew this was going to fly by you, but you know what? You did a great job of providing people with not just the concepts and the stories that were very interesting, but also you know, actionable things that they can think about differently or take action on. Um, I think that this has been really helpful, but I'm still going to ask you for that final words of wisdom, that thing that you want to make sure that you leave people with. What would that be today? It would be that at the end of the day, we're all great manifestors and we always choose whatever we're currently living. We selected it by choice. A lot of times by default, because we were not necessarily thinking about it, but we always have that opportunity to be more intentional. Mm. Intentionality is what is going to create the life that you're wanting to build. Start with your vision and then align everything else, your beliefs, your resources in that specific direction. If you do it intentionally, you will see the results. Otherwise, you'll just end up creating what other people want for you. Mm. Powerful stuff, Kyrie. I appreciate you being here and all of your wisdom today. And everyone else out there, if you love the show, share it with a friend. And we look forward to seeing you again next week. Bye.